How's it going, everybody? So I just finished watching Disney's adaptation of Peter Pan and Wendy, or their Peter Pan uh, live-action adaptation, and I wanted to do my, re my review for it. Um, disclaimer, I have felt sick all day, so if I take a lot of pauses, it's me uh, taking a, a sip of drink, all that kind of stuff. You might hear me feel a little bit congested, or all that kind of stuff. Also, I just like well i don't want to get into it i don't want to spoil but um yeah the movie did things to me we'll just leave it at that so if you want to stick around um i'm going to consider this one of my um don't mind me um th this this might be one of my spoiler ish reviews it's not quite spoiler but it's not completely spoiler free so i'm going to start off with spoiler-free thoughts, then I'm gonna, I, I do want to kind of talk about it a little bit. So if you want to stick around, let's jump into this. Um, first and foremost, um, since it's been a while since I've talked about Peter Pan, but for anyone who's just finding this or doesn't know me and or anything like that, um, the, just the basic story of Peter Pan, J.M. Barry's classic masterpiece peter pan and wendy is which for a lot of people that don't know the original story is called peter pan and wendy it's not called peter pan the revised versions of the story like the uh more kid friendly or you know the things that the, the version of peter pan that you see like in the children's section of the library um is called peter pan but if you go back to the source material to the original story that Jane Barry wrote it's Peter Pan and Wendy um, and you would also know that if you watch the movie Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp because the, the whole movie of Finding Neverland is about him coming up with the story and, and the play and the story that he comes with comes up with is called Peter Pan and Wendy so little little factoid there for you um, Peter Pan is my favorite story of all time just um there's a lot of different things, but especially when you go back to the original source material that's not, like, in the kid-friendly versions. There's a lot of things that are just a little off, you know, little things that make it a little bit um, creepy or eerie, just little off-settling little statements. Like, you know, there's one part of the book where he goes into about, like, every so often Peter Pan, like, you know, weeding out the Lost Boys. And it's like, what, what do you mean? Like, weeding out the Lost Boys? Um... So, you know, I just find the, that that original story just so kind of unique and, and interesting. But, you know, Peter Pan is an interesting thing for me when it comes to a story because um, I don't like I don't really think you can do Peter Pan wrong. I think it's one of and it's not the only one. There are other stories out there like this, too. But Peter Pan is a story that. You just have to be trying to do a bad job or just being really careless with the source material to get it wrong. You know, like even the movie Pan that I think came out, you know, in 2015 or 2016, whenever that was, um, you know, that is one of the more weaker adaptations of the story. There's a lot of great things and I really enjoyed the good things about that movie but i even i as somebody who did ultimately enjoy the movie will also agree with people on that adaptation of peter pan that it sort of 
a little bit of the magic is sort of lost in it. They kind of tried to modernize it a little bit too much. You know, there, there, there are certain things about it that once you get away from that sort of feel that Peter Pan has, it's sort of when you get yourself kind of into a little bit of trouble. You know, I mean, even Steven Spielberg's Hook, you know, even though it, Hook is about, you know, an, an older Peter that's grown up and now he's coming back to Neverland and finding it, even though it's a complete, like, different take on Peter Pan, it still has that magical Peter Pan Neverland take to it. As long as you stick to those kinds of themes and elements to it, you can do whatever you want with those elements. You don't have to keep it all the same, but you have to have those elements a part of it for it to be, in my opinion, a well-done adaptation. Um, all that to say, you know, Peter Pan is my favorite adaptation. Going into this movie, I was extremely trepidatious because as we all well know um the disney live action adaptations up to this point are very hit and miss just very 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 hit and miss you know i love cruella and the jungle book and aladdin and i i enjoyed peach dragon you know um uh, did i mention cinderella i think i did cinderella is great um but, you know, movies like Beauty and the Beast, which Beauty and the Beast is my absolute favorite Disney movie. Kind of disappointing. Lion King was a dumpster fire. Let's not even talk about Pinocchio. Um, you know, it's very, very, very hit and miss. So the trailers looked good. But as we all know, you know, whether it's in-house or an out-of-house company doing trailers... You can mess around with footage to make a trailer look good, you know? The 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 uh, the real test is when you're sitting down watching the final product. This movie is brilliant. Not only is it brilliant, it's gorgeous. Not only is it gorgeous, I think it is absolute near perfection. In fact, I wouldn't mind calling it perfection. Um, I don't think... When it comes to live action Peter Pan adaptations. It's the best. It's the best we've ever gotten. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give away my score now. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 out of 10. And I might change my mind and move it up to 10. Once I sit on it a little bit more. And I want... I. It, this is going to easily be a movie that I watched like a hundred times. So I'm sure I'll know pretty quickly whether I want to switch it to a 10. The reason why I'm not giving it a 10 is for one thing. Jim Gaffigan as Smee doesn't work. I just see Jim, Gaffig Jim Gaffigan. I, don't, I think that was a stunt cast. Happy for Jim Gaffigan that he got to be in a Disney movie, all that kind of stuff. Good, good for you. I love Jim Gaffigan as a comic and... And other movies and stuff. Mr. Smee mm, wasn't feeling it. Um, I just got to figure out right now. Is is it worth taking off a whole point. For a character. Because Mr. Smee is in maybe. Three maybe four scenes in the movie. He's not. He doesn't really show up a whole lot. Is it fair to downgrade a movie that much. On that sort of a thing. And that's what I've got to figure out. Myself. But everything else about this movie is fucking perfection. 
from the kid that they cast as Peter to all the rest of the kids that they casted as the other characters, Wendy and Michael and John, the Lost Boys, Tiger Lily, fucking Jude Law as Captain Hook. Oh my God. Brings such new layers to this character and plays this character in a way that is absolutely fascinating. It's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Um, I love this movie through and through. By the end of the movie, I was in tears. Um, It legitimately had me at a point in this movie where I was shocked. The choices that David Lowry as a director, and I think he had a screenwriter with him. I can't remember the other person's name. My bad. But um, the choices that they made to do for this... Because I will tell you right now, for anyone curious, this is not a straight adaptation of Disney's Peter Pan. Um, And I think that is exactly why it is as good as it is. Because it is not a straight adaptation. It is gorgeous. The scenery, the locations, the magic. You actually can feel the magic of Neverland. Um, You know, this movie blew me away by how good it was um and as a side note it's funny watching a version of peter pan like this because um i'm doing a book club right now with some of my friends and we just got done reading the child thief by brahm um and if, if you like uh horror novels or like sk- like creepy stories i can't recommend reading the child thief enough by far i think it's my favorite version of peter pan ever even more than this, um, the to me, I feel like Brom just really understood what Barry was doing with Peter Pan and the original source material, and I think he just expounds it and honestly makes it kind of better. The Child Thief is a great book. I hope that someday we get a movie adaptation of it. But it's interesting going off of reading a version of Peter Pan like that. And then going and watching this. I was really worried that I would kind of be spoiled. And that I wouldn't enjoy a more family friendly classic sort of Peter Pan kind of feel. But nope. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so here's where we're going to get into sort of spoiler territory. Because there is a few. Just a few moments in the movie that I want to talk about. That I was very surprised at. Um, so if you, if you want to go into this knowing nothing, which I really recommend, come back later, stop it here. But if you don't care, then, hey, stick around. Um, there's, there's your warning. Um, so, um, well, the first thing is they do the whole Skull Rock scene very early on in the movie and we have a scene with the crocodile and Captain Hook, so that was interesting. Uh, don't really want to talk about that much. Just, you know, like, I even, like, paused the movie to be like, we're not that far into the movie, right? No, 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 we still got an hour left. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but, um, but the two things I wanted to talk about was, one, you know, even in the classic Disney Peter Pan movie, you know, there's the scene where Captain Hook goes to the tree where they all live 
and, you know, blows it all up and tries to kill Peter Pan and everything. And they have a similar scene like that here. But the way they do it is so masterfully done. Um, you know, we're coming off of a scene where Wendy is trying to get Peter Pan to expound on his history with Captain Hook. And I think that's one thing a lot of people are going to enjoy. Because, you know, recently there's been that theory going around of Captain Hook being a previous member of Peter Pan's Lost Boys. And that there's different variations of the theory, but basically he used to be a Lost Boy. X reason happens, not a Lost Boy anymore. And he grows up, becomes Captain Hook, and now they're enemies, you know? fill in the gap in the middle depending on which version of the theory you read but you know that's the gist and they play upon that theory in this movie which is really awesome you know the whole crux of this is not only was he a lost boy but he was Peter Pan's best friend and you know you know like the the thing the, 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 the crux of Peter Pan banishing Hook is because when he was still a child James or Hook missed his mother and Peter didn't like that and so he pushed her away and it kind of you know it it, I thought they were going to go down a route with Peter kind of more like in the child thief where Peter's maybe not exactly the hero we think he is but they kind of pull that back and give him more layers um, near the end of the movie which I think for a Disney adaptation it's perfect. Um, you know, I didn't actually think that Disney would have the balls to do uh, something, like, really dark where they make Peter sort of, like, maybe not a lovable character, you know? Um, but um, but they do the whole scene where, you know, Hook is coming in where they're all staying at, and it's not in a tree like it was in, in the book. It's, like, in this, like, old, like, medieval kind of abandoned sort of building super cool looking but you know Wendy has just got done trying to ask Peter about their history and he kind of storms off because he doesn't want to talk about it or whatnot you have this great scene where it's an accumulation of like Wendy singing to the other kids and Peter hears her and then you know the kids are asleep and Wendy goes up to see Peter um they have a kind of a little moment together. Then Wendy leaves, and when she comes back, that's when she sees, like, the Lost Boys are all, like, taken hostage. The pirates are there. She's taken hostage. And we have the scene where Hook is coming up the stairs, and Peter is there, and Peter is hiding from Hook. And they both know they're there. They both know they're there. Um, but then they come in, and they have a little moment, and that's when Hook with his sword slices Peter and you know Peter falls from super high and it really does seem the way they film it it's so masterfully done they really do make it seem like if they wanted to that could be the end of Peter and they could continue this movie on and go a completely different route you know you don't have to bring Peter back somehow you know Uh, And in some ways, I think that would make a fascinating story. Like, what if not in this over-the-top, like, piratey, dueling way? What if just Captain Hook kills Peter Pan, you know? Like, that's it. 
it's over. The, you know, there's no more war in between Captain James Hook and Peter Pan. Peter Pan's gone now. I think that would have been a fascinating take to see. But, you know, they they do their own version. He gets saved. He comes back. You know, we get a really awesome, super awesome, like, uh, third sequence in the movie. Um, but the other scene I really want to talk about was at the end is, you know, we get the whole scene sort of, sort of akin to the Disney animated film where, you know, the ship's coming back to the Darling house and instead of it just being the Darling children, all of the Lost Boys are there now at the house, but, you know, Wendy reunites with her parents, their parents open their bedroom doors, all the kids are there, they're like, what, you know, what the heck is going on, but then Wendy goes back on the roof and Peter is still there and her and Peter have this moment that is absolutely just it's beautiful it's 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 even getting me choked up thinking about it because Peter goes into talking about you know the reason why he keeps coming back isn't because he's just been spying on Wendy this is the house that he grew up in too and you know Wendy looks over and she sees Peter Pan's name written and bricks on it and so you know he keeps coming back um to like see his mother and and all of this kind of stuff and you could really feel that tug you know of not wondering whether he wants to be you know um you know um the boy adventure in neverland or you know, to stay, you know, here in the real world and, like, actually see what growing up is all about. And you just have this beautiful scene where Peter Pan is, is saying all of this to Wendy and Wendy's response to him is so, um, you know, touching and great. And she kind of echoes sentiments to him that her mother tells her at the beginning of the movie, which is a great way to bring themes and elements all the way back around and you know after talking about this I almost want to say this movie is a 10 out of 10 um thinking about all of these things actually talking about it out loud um but that last scene between Peter and Wendy I think is too good to be in a Disney adaptation of Peter Pan that's how good this scene is um the the way let me let me look up his name because I, I I do really want to shout out the young actor that plays Peter um uh Alexander Maloney I think or Milani I don't know whether it's Milani or Maloney but Alexander I'm gonna say Maloney just because that rolls off the tongue but if it's Milani I apologize um Alexander Maloney absolutely crushes Peter Pan in this. Um, absolutely crushes the role. Um, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Um, and it doesn't seem like he's done a whole lot. I mean, I really hope that people see in his performance what I saw in this 
because I think he is absolutely going to be someone to watch out for as he gets more roles, as he grows up. Um, you know, I was very curious because, you know, let's let's talk about the elephants in the room. You know, you know, w- w- no matter what side of the fence you're on, you know, with like the Little Mermaid and even now with Peter Pan, they're, they are changing the appearances of what the characters looked like in the original animated films, right? You know, very much in the original Little Mermaid, Ariel is a red-headed white girl. In Peter Pan, Peter Pan is, an, is absolutely a white-skinned ginger boy, right? And this it's not. He is very much a darker-skinned, um, dark-haired young man. And it didn't bother me at all. It didn't bother me at all. Um, I don't think that that changes anything about the character. You know, I, I love the actress that got to play Tinkerbell. You only get to hear her voice a few times. It's just like in the movies, basically, Tinkerbell, it's just, it's just a little bell sound, which I think is great. But she did great as Tinkerbell. Um, just infectious. Super expre- expressive. Um, you know. Um, but this kid, I just keep going back to him. Um because I was, because of Peter Pan meaning so much to me as a story, I was worried, you know, about who they were going to get as this character. And, you know, I had heard from different places, you know, with being a film fan, you know, and following people that get to go to different expos and cons and whatnot. Um, you know, I've heard for a while now that, you know, I forget where it was. I forget whether it was D23 or but I remember people talking about being at something and then bringing out um, the director, I think, and, and Alexander up on stage and hearing him talk about, hearing him talk on stage and everything. And people just, you know, basically falling in love with him on stage. So that, after watching the movie, I can, yeah, just, that's all I need to say is just, yeah, the blew it out of the water um so i could i could talk about this movie forever we're already at like 22 minutes almost 23 so i am going to cut it here but just in case you're somebody that has listened to this and you haven't watched it yet go watch it trust me go watch it um um and i i said this earlier in the review but i just want to say this one more time before signing off I really do feel like Peter Pan and Wendy is the final nail in the coffin on the what to do with Disney adaptations, or frankly, any adaptation if you're going from something animated to live action. Um, you know, I would I would tell DreamWorks, because, you know, they're working on their How to Train Your Dragon adaptation, I would urge them, look, as much as I love the How to Train Your Dragon movies... Don't try to carbon copy what you did in the anime. Let those be them. Take the heart of it. Take the heart of the relationship between Toothless and Hiccup and the Vikings and everything. But do something new on screen. And I think that's what Disney needs to do going forward with the movies that they haven't adapted yet. You know, whether it's Hunchback of the Notre Dame, whether it's 
Snow White. Take what makes your original story great. Because we all love these Disney animated movies. Take the essence of what's there. Because you do have something really great. But expound on it. Add to it. Don't try to carbon copy it. You know? You know, Beauty and the Beast is the only live action movie that they've done so far that fits directly in the middle. Like, firmly in the middle. Right? Because they did add new things in Beauty and the Beast. And the new things they added was great. But the problem was, to me, they took the soul away of Beauty and the Beast. And that's why I'm so upset because Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. And they just completely sucked the life out of it. All of the actors were great. You know, everything like that. But they they auto-tuned everybody singing when they really should have only done that for the Beast. Everybody else can actually sing, like, pretty decently. Especially Emma Watson and Ewan McGregor. So, like... What are, you, what are you doing? But, you know, they got close with it. It's it, Beauty and the, like again, Beauty and the Beast adaptation is right in the middle. To me, I, I take more of offense to it because of Beauty and the Beast being my favorite Disney movie. Um, other people might not be as, you know, upset with it. But that's like right in the middle, you know? And then you have all the good ones in front of it and all the bad ones after it. You know, and Peter Pan, I think, is right up at the top now for me. Um, you know, this is this is how you do it. It has that piratey adventure feel to it. It has that Disney flavor to it. But it also has that David Lowry feel. Like, I haven't watched The Green Knight yet. It's one of my best friend's favorite movies now after watching it. We're supposed to sit down and watch it together at some point. We just haven't been able to. But just watching the trailer for The Green Knight, seeing the visuals, he definitely gets close. As much as you can with a, a family film, he definitely gets close with visuals. And it works so well for this movie. I could gush about this movie. Again, I could gush about this movie for hours. I need to cut myself off before I go on forever. So thank you for listening, and I will see you guys in the next review. Peace out.